let me just say, growing up is for fucking idiots. So keep yourself from doing that shit as long as you can. Well, welcome everybody to episode two of the Let Me Just Say podcast. I'm your host, Jesse, also known as Dodgers underscore blues on Twitter.com. Thanks for listening to that first episode. That was kind of tough to just uh, sit back and talk about myself for 30 plus minutes when, you know, some people might not give a shit about any of that. So um, if you made it through it and you're here in episode two, thank you. And, you know, I got love for y'all. We're going to talk a little bit of this episode about 2019 Dodgers season since that's pretty relevant right now for me, obviously. Um, and, and I assume a good, good number of the people that are going to be listening to this. So, um, you know, a lot of people obviously say, if you don't win the world series, is your season successful or it's not successful? You know, that's obviously a large argument on Twitter, um, Dodgers, Twitter, especially. Um, and you know, I'm on the side of this was a this was a successful season. I mean, let's just think about some of these things that I'm going to rattle off to you and you tell me if you didn't enjoy them or they weren't, you know, these weren't enjoyable moments which ultimately make you happy which should be a success, I guess. So what? 10 walk-off wins this season, 10. Yes, I know, you got to be behind to walk off, but I don't give a shit about that. It's a baseball game. Lots of them are won with walk-offs, and we saw 10 of them this year. So that's, you know, that was, I, I if you don't love a walk-off win, then you don't love baseball, and I loved every single one of them. I loved the moments. I was actually in Dodger Stadium for two of the walk-offs. I saw Will Smith's uh, Homer down the corner uh, that night game. <laughs> I shit. I grabbed a uh, another dude's sweatshirt, the shoulder of his sweatshirt, and gripped it so tight when Will Smith's home run was floating down that corner and just squeaked over the short left field fence. And we jumped up and down and celebrated like we had known each other for our whole lives. So if that's not enjoyable, then I don't know what is. Um, I was there for the Bellinger home run uh, against Arizona when he bat flipped right in their face and got revenge for our boy Jock. Um, and you know, I, some of y'all might have seen the video that I I got that on video, and phew, it was so loud in the stadium that night for that walk off. Um, again, I just I just don't know how you can't consider that success or enjoyment enjoyment to me if i'm enjoying the dodgers it's been successful um is there anguish 
generally at the end. Yes, but there was more enjoyment than there was anguish. So that to me means it was a success. We saw an MVP candidate type of season at this point, at least. You know, the winner hasn't been announced from our right field, center field, first baseman, Cody Bellinger. Possibly gold glove at, you could call him a gold glove at every position. We saw the most regular season wins in Dodgers history. And yeah, somebody might break that. Some We might break that next year. But at this point in your life, you saw, you witnessed the most regular season wins for the Los Angeles Dodgers. We saw rookie walk-offs, three in a weekend. Shit, we had a Dodgers meetup this year. I didn't even bring that up yet. A lot of y'all that are listening, or at least I hope are listening, we got to meet each other this season. We got to see Dustin May's first start together. Even though it didn't go so well, we really know what we got in Dustin May. And that first start was a drop in the bucket. We saw a cast of rookie characters come up. You know, Gavin Lux, Dustin May, Tony, Matt Beatty, Alex Verdugo, Will Smith. And we saw them all be successful. So that's a successful season to me. Yeah, the postseason didn't go as well as we expected it once again. I'm well aware of that. We drew the worst possible matchup that we could have. Call it an excuse. Call it what you will. It's the truth. We faced two of the best pitchers in the game. And we just, you know, we didn't get it done. But it was still a successful season. Because I had a lot of enjoyment this season. And... um, if you want to look at it otherwise, I'm I'm never going to say you're wrong. But I'm going to tell you my opinion. And you're going to tell me yours. And to me, it was a success. So let's talk a little bit about the postseason otherwise. Um, <clears throat> Yankees just beat the Astros tonight to take the series to 3-2. Game six coming up, back to back to Houston for game six and game seven. The Nats await the winner as they thoroughly thrashed the Cardinals in that NLCS, which makes the season a little bit tougher. Excuse me, not the season. I take that back. It makes that NLDS a little bit tougher. We would have done the same. There's no doubt in my mind that the bats would have come alive against the cards and are for somewhat most of the NLDS pitching staff would have stayed strong. Um, But Yankees and Astros, interesting series. A lot of you guys might be fans of one of those two teams and you know my hatred for the current and um, you know what? I won't call it hate. I don't hate the Astros. 
I just, I love to fuck with them. I love to fuck with the Astros fans. And they love to fuck with me too, so it's all fair and love and war, I believe is what they say. Um, yeah, 2017 hurt, but you know what? Like I talked about in episode one, <laughs> I haven't seen a championship yet, so what doesn't kill you? Um, but back to game six and game seven, it's interesting. I think they're throwing uh, Cole possibly on short rest in game six. I, I I don't really know. I'm not watching that closely. Or no, excuse me. Bullpen game is, is game six. And then uh, maybe Cole on short rest on game seven, I believe it is. But... Uh, don't hold me to that. Um, I don't know. Uh, three twos tough to come back from. Got to be honest. Would I love to see it happen? You're damn right I would. That would be that would be enjoyable. I'm sorry. It's been a long year of trading shots between myself, Dodgers Twitter, and Astros Twitter. So. If I had the opportunity to dance on their grave, if the Yankees came back from a 3-1 deficit, you better damn well believe I'm going to do it. All right. That's kind of enough about baseball for now. Actually, I do want to talk about two more topics, (laughs) so I take that back. Um, But these aren't going to take long. Let's talk about shaming of fans leaving early. You guys got to cut that shit out. Every single one of us that roots for any Major League Baseball team has fans that leave early. It's not just the Dodgers. It's not just the Yankees. It happens in every Major League stadium. And when you call their people out about it, when I had just seen videos of your own team doing it not too long ago, regardless if it's 10 people or 100 people, if people are leaving early, why do you fucking care? Especially, and yeah, I'm calling you out because it's recency bias, but Astros fans, if you're in Yankee Stadium and you see Yankees fans emptying out that bitch, because your team is winning and they're leaving early, that might be the greatest feeling in the world. I will take that empty stadium with only my fans left in it every day of the week because it means there's a good chance I'm going home happy that night. So let them walk out. Don't record them. Don't send tweets about them. Tell them to have a great night. And rub that shit in. Because, boy, you won. You already won. And you're trying to just talk shit because they're leaving. Talk shit because you won. I shouldn't have to be telling people this. And yeah, I get it. The videos go viral and you want the attention. I love Twitter. I love having a tweet that bangs, as the kids say. I love that shit. 
it's a great feeling to know that you made people laugh or they were interested or they discussed your tweet or whatever. But it doesn't make them a worse fan than you. It doesn't make you a better fan than them. It doesn't make them less of the fan. They paid for the seat. Let them leave. Just be happy your team's about to win. You know, while I'm here, let's address what a lot of people consider this season to be seat shaming. Everyone knows what I'm talking about. The sting gif. Is it gif? Is it gif? I'm not getting into that. So, while I can see that it's hard to sometimes read into other people's tweets and exactly what they're doing and what they're saying and what they mean, I can tell you firsthand as one of the, you know, 10 or 20 people that led that charge with the sting gif, um, you know, I was on the forefront of posting that in the replies you know, no, I wasn't the originator, but I was a culprit. And you know what? I shouldn't call it a culprit because it wasn't bad. It was taken badly a lot and offended some people, I think. But let me tell you, there's not a bad damn seat in a baseball stadium or a baseball park. If you're inside that shit, you're doing all right. Yeah, we might have been busting some balls by posting the sting gif, calling you out for being so far up in the top deck. But everybody has sat top deck. Everybody that sent those sting gifs and replied has sat in those damn seats themselves. And you know what? The roar of the crowd sounds the same up there as it does field level. Now, I know this this thing GIF has almost died off, but there's still, it never was really explained to the people who got upset by it. And it wasn't to call you poor or say that you couldn't afford better seats because we don't care about that. Who? Why would anybody care where you're sitting? As long as you're having a good time, then nothing else matters. That being said, part of Twitter and part of sports in my, and maybe this offends you as well, is there's some ball busting that goes into rivalries and, and talking shit. And if that's not for you, then I get it, you know, but it was never anything other than just some chops being busted. Everybody's happy that you're in the stadium. Everybody's juiced that you're seeing your team play. Nobody was calling you poor. And if they did have true intentions like that, and if they are, because there's probably some people who use that as a hurtful diss or a hurtful jab you know what they probably poor themselves speaking of being poor 
Did anybody see the tweet? And if you follow me, you might have, because I quote tweeted it today. Um, and if you didn't, and if you want to see it, it's on my timeline. And if you don't, I'm going to tell you about it, so it doesn't matter. Snoop Dogg was on Howard Stern, and he said that he employs someone who makes roughly forty to $50,000 a year to just roll him blunts. And I've never wanted a job so badly in my life. Snoop Dogg, if this ever comes across your desk and you need a second guy, I'll take 35K. If I get to go on tour, if I get to get free clothes, if I get to live your lifestyle, uh, I'll take a major salary hit to come on board. <laughs> that shit made me laugh. But if you think about it, it's probably pretty practical for the man. We all know Stoop Dog loves his weed. And if you've ever rolled a blunt, it's a little bit of a time-consuming process. I mean, it ain't taking you 20 minutes, but if you smoke 20 a day... Well, now we're talking about some serious time. So anybody who thinks it's stupid for Snoop Dogg to employ somebody just to roll his blunts for 50K a year, you might want to do some math because Snoop Dogg's rich for a reason. He's a smart man. And you know what? 50K to not do something 20 plus times a day? And maybe I'm aiming high for 20 blunts a day, but I don't really think so. So, Snoop Dogg, hats off to you for hooking your friend up, your brother, whatever he was. Um, and whoever that guy is that has that job, fuck, man. I wish I was you. Speaking of rappers, I saw... It was Eminem's birthday recently. Can you guess how old this motherfucker is? Anybody that's close to my age, we know Eminem's been around for a long time. And we know all these rappers are getting up there in age. It's apparent. You can see it. You can hear it. Um, but Eminem just turned 47 years old. Now... That means some of you guys listening, Eminem could be your dad. Yep. Marshall Mathers, Slim Shady, one of the most controversial rappers. Controversial? Controversial? Whatever. I don't give a fuck. Rappers in history, in our lifetime, is 47 years old. It's wild to me, but... That motherfucker, boy, did he put out some good records. It's been a long time, in my opinion, since he did, but happy birthday, M. You, uh, your shit banged in the early 2000s, bro. And 
I don't know if you'd make it in 2019 with some of that shit you said, brother. But happy birthday anyway. You know what? I almost forgot. I sent a tweet the other day about flips, flops, flip flops, fippity flops, flip flops and jeans. And how men, we should try and avoid that. And I even doubled down and said, let's just retire the flip flop all in all. Now, it got a lot of support. A lot of the ladies, did you hear that, fellas? A lot of ladies retweeted that. You know who were the only ones to combat it? It wasn't any of the ladies, fellas. But why do I think flip-flops and jeans doesn't work? Well, your legs are dressed for everyday life and your feet are dressed for the fucking beach. So what the fuck are you doing? Now, you tell me your feet are hot, but your legs aren't? Come on, brother. Cut that shit out. If you want to wear some shorts and some flip-flops, I won't look twice. I get it. It's your prerogative. You said your feet are hot. You don't want to wear shoes. I don't run into that problem that often. Luckily for me, I guess, I don't have sweaty feet. Not to the point that I just can't bring myself to wear shoes, at least. (laughs) But... If you're wearing pants and you're wearing sandals, I think you look fucking stupid. And I just don't get it. And let me remind you, fellas, by the looks of it, neither do the ladies. And while we're on the subject of apparel, I'm going to take it back to the sports world. And this is kind of a crazy stat that I just thought of while I was watching the game tonight. Why do I feel like every time I see a team playing with the stupid cold weather gear in the MLB, they always lose? That shit's got to be bad luck. And maybe it's just in my head because I'm like, my man, the other guys on the other team are wearing short sleeves, And none of that face shit. You don't think you can handle it? I mean... I hate to sound like a judgmental asshole. I just feel like the winning record when it comes to wearing scuba gear while you're playing baseball is over the lifetime. Has anybody seen this wild shit going on in Sinaloa? El Chapo's kid got detained or arrested or kidnapped. Or I haven't looked too much into it, but I have a kid that works for me. Um, he's, uh, let's just say he's into this. Um, boy, it's been wild there, man. Those fucking guys went full-on rampage. AK-47, wearing full-on body armor to rescue El Chapo's son against the goddamn Mexican government. 
I mean, people bitch about living in America, but I tell you what you're never going to see on Twitter. You're never going to see a full-on war because someone was arrested in the streets. I saw a video with 8 to 10 I believe they're Mexican police. I don't know, what, whatever they call them, with basically their heads blown off. All because they arrested some guy. But you know what the funny thing was? I saw um, I saw a tweet. It was El Chapo's son all posted up for, I believe it was a mugshot. I don't know, maybe it was his profile picture for um, Facebook. But... He was up against the wall, you know, just kind of chilling, had like a beach shirt on or some shit. And this fool just had two basic ass necklaces that looked like some, his grandma maybe fucking made them for him when he was a kid. I don't know. Um, no ice, wasn't dripped out and draped out, as the kids say. Um, no necklaces. And someone quote tweeted that shit and said, this fool's worth millions, possibly billions and he got no drip. Just chilling. Yeah, you motherfuckers sell an ounce of weed and go buy the brightest, fakest chain in the pawn shop. And I thought that shit was funny. Um, but yeah, it's wild, man. Wild that they'll just straight up murder folks to try and save their own. Like, I mean, I got... I got some respect for it. It's wild and it's crazy and that might sound weird to say. You know, I'm not pro murder in the streets, but uh shit. I wish I had motherfuckers that would ride for me like that. But I guess when you got stacks, you know, people will do a lot of shit for you. But wild, man, wild to see just um and if you haven't, if you can't watch that kind of shit, I get it. Um, but if you haven't seen it and you can fuck with that kind of stuff, then I suggest you go on Twitter and search down the, uh, the, the situation in, uh, in Mexico and Sinaloa cause it is the wild fucking West. And, uh, you know, maybe I'll have him on one day, the kid that works for me, you know, I'm not going to go too deep into it. He's got some, you know. He's got some, whatever. I'll, I'll let him maybe tell that story someday. But uh, anyway, wild shit, wild shit. Um, you know, I'm eventually going to do some segments on this show, and um, I might even pop some off here on this episode. But um, I'm going to slowly kind of put segments in. You know, I'm kind of just going off the top right now a little bit about things that have been happening recently to me and, and whatever. Uh, and some of this podcast might be just that. I might not have it be so structured where it's like, all right, now it's time for this. We're going to go, we're going to break down this segment and we're going to talk about this right now. Um, I don't know. I might just be all over the place. Um, <laughs> I hope you enjoyed that voice. I just did. I don't even know what it was. It was my super white guy voice, I guess, with a little bit of a hillbilly accent or something. I don't know. My fucking brain operates on a different wavelength sometimes. 
Sorry, I'm not sorry. Oh, shit. Um, you know what I didn't even talk about yesterday? Uh, and it, I guess, didn't really belong in the About Me section of, of my podcast. But my mom, uh, she just had some hip surgery. So um, that's been... Uh, been uh i've been trying to call her and give her some encouragement on that uh she's been doing a lot of physical therapy but you know uh, it all went well so um that's a um jesse's mom update she's she's getting back on her feet and with her brand new hip and you're like fuck man how yeah my mom's like in her 60s um so it's you know time to change the tires got a lot of miles on them so but she's doing well, um, you know. It's something that um, something that I kind of didn't talk about in the about me section. It wasn't really a. I didn't do a lot of hugging and saying I love you when I was growing up. So that's something that I suggest everybody. You know, if you don't do that shit with your parents, um, and I did later in life. You know, as I as I grew up, I matured more and I realized how much I love yous and hugs and all that shit were important. So. I, and I'm kind of preaching right now, but, um, I suggest you do that shit. You know, it's like, and I, and I know a lot of people do, but I know there's a lot of people who just grew up not saying I love you that much. And, um, I'm not putting that on my parents. Um, uh, my dad was kind of a hard and rough and tumble kind of guy. I mean, he fucking grew up, went to the Vietnam war and grew up in, a, you know, a very difficult era and seen a lot of shit. But anyway, um, Call your mom, call your dad, tell them you love them. Call your step-parents, tell them you love them. Call your wife, call your husband, tell them you love them. Say that shit, you know? I I, I even tell dudes that work for me, at, you know, where I work, hey, man, I love you, I appreciate you, you know? Um, so say that shit more. It's important to people. All right, y'all. I think I'm uh, end, uh episode two sitting at about 30 minutes now and i know it's tough to listen to uh you know an hour and a half podcast and all that shit so i'm not gonna go crazy with these because um who the fuck am i but uh let me tell you a story uh real quick so recently we remodeled our break room at my place of employment um so all the employees, you know, can have a nicer place to spend their lunches and whatever. Um, we installed a nice coffee bar in there, put up a big old 70-inch TV, sound bar, all new countertops, everything's redone, new sink, whatever. So everybody tends to hang out in there a little bit more often now. Well, I walked in there the other day, and there's two young ladies talking, and I could you can clearly see that the one girl, her phone screen is cracked. They were talking about how bad her phone screen was destroyed. And um, she said to her girlfriend or her for her coworker, she said, so I tried to pick up his call this morning and because I didn't have my makeup on, my unlocked screen wouldn't work and I can't type in my passcode. This chick's phone didn't even recognize her without her makeup on. So ladies, men ain't shit, but neither is makeup. 
I love y'all. I'll see y'all in episode three.